there's a lot there, but I think the key is the same level of attention and executional focus that you're putting on your digital channels are absolutely available in, off, in some offline channels and DM is one of them. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. Hope you are doing well. Today's episode is one where we're taking it back a little old school to generate new revenue. So Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok, all of those things are starting to cost more money. And Dave has found a company uh, called Posty where we can go back, generate more revenue, and actually get what he calls the incremental lift throughout this omni-channel approach of using digital and offline together. We're really diving deep into how this postcard company works with your digital company and through your CRM like a Clavio to generate more revenue for your business. It makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I think it's a new approach that you could use to generate new revenue, not only for new customers, but also for your existing customers to get them to come back. Super exciting episode and one that you're going to learn a lot in. Enjoy. All right, Dave, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So wait, you're in a niche that I think is, uh, it's actually like a micro niche of, of a space that I don't think a lot of people know about. And I guess if they've listened to our podcast, we've talked about it very briefly. Our YouTube channel, we talk about it very briefly. But I would say most people don't have a clue that what you're doing is still viable to grow their business. And hopefully we can shine a light on that for the for the audience here, but give us a little bit of a background about what your business is, and then we can dive into how it can actually help people grow. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, look, I'll, I'll set it up uh, and say that uh, just so, because I feel relatable um, to most of your listeners, but I, I you know, grew up in the internet space, then um, um, either building direct consumer brands or building marketing technology solutions on top of digital channels since probably 1999 at this point. And, and uh, Posty, which is the company that I now run uh, and have been for about six and a half years now, is uh, on, on one hand, a departure from just pure digital. Um, and, and that's because you know, the, the media channel that we're focused on right now is direct mail, so actual physical advertisements you know, that, that land in people's mailboxes and they can engage with in a tangible way. But the the impetus you know, behind you know, why we set out to kind of tackle this challenge, you know, didn't start with the the physical nature of, of direct mail. It it kind of stemmed from this this pain point that that we as marketers and digital first folks were feeling about seven years ago, which was you know, we hit every you know, emerging channel probably as early as anyone else did and and we're able to grow and get a lot of value and 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 the decade leading up to you know posty was you know facebook and, and google dominated right and so we like everybody else give it flocked to where you know the channels where consumers were engaging and and as facebook you know in particular built out all sorts of demand generation tools spent you know the vast majority of our time and budget trying to drive you know, customer acquisition and retention, 
like some value building, all that through through yep social, and as yeah as it became the beast and yeah became more and more expensive and um, certainly even even before things like you know cross channel device you know um, mapping became a challenge or the threat of like cookies disappearing. Um, it was just the ad rates were such that while we could still make Facebook work, you couldn't make it, you couldn't rely on it to build your entire demand gen channel. The ceiling just came down. And so for us, it became this exploration of, well, what's next? Where can we go? You know, what's the next channel we can add to our marketing mix that we can leverage the same test and optimization, data-driven, predictive modeling, looks like the you know, engine media that we got from Facebook. And in digital, there just wasn't any. You know, do you think this was 2016? So if you think back to that, um, you know, Snapchat existed, but did not have an ads platform. Um, TikTok didn't exist. It was white dance. Um, yeah, uh, it just, it, it wasn't a thing. And, and, and so we ended up looking offline to other channels that could be managed and run as quantitatively as social, social surge, programmatic, et cetera. And direct mail gave us the, the, that opportunity there just wasn't a technology layer to make it easy and accessible. And so so that that's what we've been spending the last six, seven years on, which is how do we apply everything good and amazing about um, all things digital and bring them into other big scalable channels um, with for us, it's it's you know solely focused on, on on direct mail so that we can continue to grow. And um that 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 yeah, is just the organic path um, to why we're now working in direct mail instead of digital. You have some things on your site that I think is interesting. I want to go from that. So direct mail, it's a viable option. It's an option that uh, that I think, like you said, a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking of, especially as the cost of digital goes up. But I think you guys are doing some things that also seems a little like, um, I feel like it's almost impossible because whenever we're looking at this through the lens of digital, we think that uh, the things in the past or things that were working previously do not work today. And that's not the case, right? It, they've worked and they continue to still work. But you have options on here, right? Capabilities is the thing that I'm looking at on the site. And I was like, oh, targeting and then execution of that. Um, that's a that's a big piece. But I'm really looking at it as like prospecting. I would look at this software as something that couples with digital to make a better experience. And I'm sure that's what you guys do. But for prospecting, like going after new customers with something like this, let's let's dive into that because I feel like that's probably an area that a lot of people have a question about. Is like, how do I go acquire new customers? And then you're saying, like, not only do you increase the ROI through you know maybe some remarketing stuff, but this could actually be a viable option for prospecting. So maybe you can speak a little bit about that, how that works. Sure. Well, direct mail ha- has been a channel that that's been used for prospecting for for years and years and years. It just it became a little bit stagnant um, in age of advancements in in targeting, machine learning, predictive modeling, building lookalikes. So, you know, before there was an internet, it, it was a very commonplace, um, you know, marketing strategy for uh, a brand to go out and you know design great, you know, on-brand creatives that they were going to use to target um, prospects through through direct mail, and then they had to figure out how do they can reach audiences outside of their CRM? And that was the tricky part. So back in you know, the yeah, you know, the eighties and the nineties, before you know, there was you know, there were you know, data pools that Facebook made 
accessible or Google made accessible or the trade desk made accessible, all these different audiences. Um, you know, the commonplace would be to go to a publisher, go to Condé Nast or go to Hearst and, and rent lists, right? Like you're, if you're a, a home goods brand, maybe you're renting the Better Home and, Homes and Gardens subscriber, magazine subscriber list, or maybe you're, you know, if you're in finance, you're renting the the Wall Street Journalist, and they had you have the name and addresses of all their subscribers, and so you could then use that audience in order to target your message. And if that's kind of you know contextual, you know list rental, even you know the Web 1.0 world, email list rental is a big thing. That's where it all started. It was very similarly. All these publishers would create email lists, and they would go out and sell them for CPMs. But if you, you know, think about the way we do things right now, it's totally different, right? We have all this like liquid gold in our first party data, right? So we know, you know, who our customers are, what they're buying, how they're spending time on our website, our mobile apps, you know, et cetera. And we, we invest in all sorts of tools and, and effort to, to segment, learn what we can to, to, you know, uncover, um, you know, secrets about what are, you know, the differences between different segments within our CRM. And then we look for ways, you know, to go out and target people that that aren't in our CRM, but that look and are expected to behave similarly to these audiences. And platforms like Facebook make that really easy, right? You can upload, um, you can upload different, you know, CRM segments, and um, and Facebook's machine learning algorithm will identify individuals from their ecosystem um, and serve ads to them. So we we thought a lot about that, and we. We started, you know, kind of um, our original kind of assessment of the drug and space, thinking about like, well, what is it? Is a data is now available that can be used to to you know, to build predictive models, to build lookalike models, to help with CRM, CRM segmentation, just like Facebook and Google can do with their their platform data. Is there are there third party data um, assets out there that bring transactional information, demographic information, behavioral information around individuals and households? And and the answer is there there are, and there have been for years. So there are, you know from there there you know um, you know tier one very credible um, uh, you know uh, data aggregators who uh, many of them are name brands um, that that make that data available to target indirect mail. The 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 next piece became well, well targeting has gotten so good because of the ability to 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 um, you know work with these giant data sets and to apply complex mathematics on them so that you can use math and um, in order to, to target and optimize better. So all of that same kind of mathematics, that same machine learning, that same structural data engineering that, that yeah, the, the digital platforms have built to work with digital um, data and to, to uh, help unlock targeting, um, you know, on behalf of thousands and thousands and thousands of advertisers, hosty is built very similarly. So you know, direct mail through Boasty allows an advertiser to show up to take uh, a high lifetime value CRM segment or a recent you know, um, transactor file or a high AOV audience file segment in a specific geogra- geography or a segment that's purchased a specific um, high value product and load that into their Posty account, just like they would on Facebook, and say, "Hey, help me, you know, find individuals that look most similar to this segment." And within a matter of minutes, you have the entire U.S. population scored from one to you know three hundred million or however many individuals there are on these days, 
and you can start you know, deploying your campaigns to the top horses of those models, same way that you do on Facebook. So all of a sudden now, instead of just working with your own first party data, you're unlocking the power and the knowledge of that first party data. And then you're using a platform like Posty in order to find extended audiences that look and behave most similarly. It's, it's incredibly performant. What, I guess for the, for the audience who are listening here, right? they're, they're, they're store owners, e-commerce store owners, but what are like some use case in it? Do you have any like examples or like maybe a flow of the way that people are using these in like in practice right now of like, this is kind of their marketing strategy or like maybe some insight and then how they're using like their current marketing strategy and then bolting on, I guess I would say bolting on something like what Posty can do together. And then I don't know if you guys have any results or anything like that, but it just trying to understand a workflow of what this looks like, to try to paint a picture for that. Yeah. So every advertiser um, is a little bit you know, unique, but direct mail is an interesting channel that allows you to attack the full funnel. So depending on where you are in, you know, with your brand and kind of what your your specific kind of goal at that at that time is, you you, you may want to touch one or all of those those initiatives. And so we break those down into kind of three different buckets. There's we talked about prospecting, so that's always the holy grail. Can you help? Yeah, help us find new customers that are profitable so we can grow our business. But then you move to the bottom of the funnel and depending on the type of business that you are, you know, extracting value from your CRM is really important. And, and direct mail um, is incredibly effective at driving, you know, lapsed customers to re-engage with your brand or to tighten up the interval between purchasers or increase the average order value. Um, when you engage in any you know, addressable channel with with you know, um, your CRM, you have the ability to kind of change the behavior, build a deeper relationship. And direct mail has, has for decades have proven to be incredibly effective. To put, to put it in perspective, it's a $50 billion a year media channel in the US. It's, it's massive. And a lot of those ad dollars go into CRM initiatives. And then there's this kind of mid-funnel um, um, capability that, you know, um, that, you know, we, uh, enable, which is, you know, all of that first party digital data that you have. So hot, you know, so cart abandonments, um, website, you know, uh, browse abandonment, um, email captures that didn't convert in that initial session, you know, any of that first party digital data, um, using identity mapping in real time can be used to create rules that say, Hey, if someone, you know, Clicks on this, you know, Facebook ad in this ad group, and you know, add something to cart, but doesn't actually convert. Then tomorrow, print and send them a piece, you know, this specific, you know, message or this specific piece of direct mail. So just like you're doing with email, um, you know, all this another weightier, even more meaningful touch point in your um, in your mid funnel strategy. So. The typical advertisers show, you know, will show up. Sometimes they, they don't even realize that all oh, this is possible, but oftentimes they'll show up and they will have a specific need. And maybe, hey, you know, we have some acquisition channels that are are cranking, but we're not getting the value out of the customers that we need. We maybe maybe we're doing a great job through content marketing, driving a bunch of engagement on our website, but we're not converting as many uh, visitors as we should be. And sometimes it's, hey, we've capped out what we can do on you know some of these digital channels from acquisition. And we need we need another channel. Depending on where they are, um, we think it's really easy to help them stand up, you know, 
campaigns in one or or all, you know, or, or yeah, one, two or three of those those um, kind of uh, marketing use cases. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. I wanted to ask more specifically on each of those uh, stages within the funnel, what have y'all found to be, I guess, the most effective, would you say, offer, right, um, for for each of those each of those channels? Well, in prospecting, def- yeah, the definitively, it's 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 building lookalikes from your first party data. Like, and Jad, it's it's I use that term liquid gold over and over again. It's you know, you know, if you think about like retail before there was e-commerce you know you know good salespeople at a retail location spent a lot of time trying to build a relationship build rapport with an individual understanding why they were in the store or you know getting a sense of who they are and trying to then guide them into products and items in the store that they were likely to purchase we have so much of that data right and so yeah as digital marketers right we were just like in this world that is you know wouldn't have been imagined, yeah, twenty years ago, um, and so to be able to to use that data and um, and then have access to building lookalikes again in, in direct mail, but but certainly in, in social and programmatic to say, hey, let's use our first party data to train, you know, a, you know, a complex math algorithm to go out and use all the data available in this channel to help us make good decisions on how to allocate our budget through targeting just individuals that look most similar to our best performing customers. That, that just always works. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, highest conversion rates, highest ROI, fastest path to finding success in, in a new channel. Yeah, no, yeah, no question. Um, in CRM, there's a few different um, kind of ways to kind of a- a- attack it and a lot of it depends on um the knowledge that you that any brand has um on their first party you know um data um and and a lot of it depends on you know how mature they are as a brand um you know what their relationship is with their customers etc but the same kind of data and, and mathematics that can be used to to build look like models from third-party data can be used to understand and identify those segments within your CRM that are most likely to be high electric volume customers or reactivated um, customers. And so um, we call it cluster analysis, and that's the idea of onboarding all of your CRM data, and then using a simple set of tools to to gain insights as to you know what the unique segments of these these CRM. Um, that your entire CRM is, and then making good decisions of of how to, you know, what the right messaging is and frequency to re-engage those individuals. And in, in funnel abandonment, um, you start with the the lowest hanging fruit. If someone got all the way through, your you know, at you know, adding products to cart. Um, that means that, that those are the most engaged people. Something prevented them from, you know, taking out their credit card. Maybe it was price. Maybe it was, uh, you know, just timing. They got distracted, or they had to get back to work. 
But yeah, those are your, yeah, you, you want to start there for sure. And then you can go kind of deeper and deeper into how to convert segments based on their browsing activity. So there's a lot there. Um, but I think the key is, um, you know, the same level of, um, um, attention and executional, um, focus that you're putting on your digital channels are, are absolutely um, available in off in some offline channels and DM is one of them. I guess to to kind of piggyback onto what Christian was talking about there for the offers and stuff that you have, it, for each part of the funnel, if um, in your example that you had there, Dave, you had somebody adding to cart but did not purchase, and then you have your email and SMS or a Facebook ad or something like that going to them as well, and this is just kind of that additional push. Is do you see people? wherever they end up converting is this just like you know they wouldn't have purchased on digital so then they get something physical and then like this i'm trying to understand the timing of it and then also is it does it hurt or hinder you to do all of them basically once you kind of dial in you're like hey look if everybody adds the cart and they don't purchase we just don't send we just don't do these things we just send out a postcard or we don't do a postcard for this or you know um I guess each brand's a little bit different, but I'm just trying to understand like would doing one thing hinder another basically to get that customer to come back and purchase? Well, I think the, the question that, that kind of you're, you're um, aiming for is um, how, to, how to think about omnichannel marketing and in, incrementality. Um, so, you know, is adding another channel into your medium that's additive or are you... Um, are you potentially um, spending budget that you wouldn't need to because you're going to capture that same revenue, that same conversion anyways? Um, direct mail is a rare channel that does make fairly clean um, lift analysis possible or increment, you know, uh, measure, measuring incremental conversion. So um, you can do things that are called holdout groups, which is Hey, we're going to take the segment and we're going to divide the segment those that receive direct mail and those that don't um, receive direct mail and then we're going to measure the conversion rate and the return and ad spend of the the yeah the test cell that received direct mail versus the test cell that didn't receive direct mail um i can tell you definitively on uh, with a high um uh probability that um that direct mail it drives incrementality yeah, it doesn't mean every creative, every touch point, every yeah, past cell so, um is yeah, is is perfect. Like that's not marketing. The idea is to always test and optimize. But adding direct mail, um, almost always from from our experience and at this point we're yeah, working with thousands of, of advertisers and and deploying tens of thousands of campaigns a month and we measure everything. And so I can tell you that definitively um adding direct mail um you know um uh on average add you know um drives incremental um conversions there are also other there's something called pull forward um and i don't you know want to geek out too hard here on, on um you know marketing mass but you know pull forward is this concept of can you um can you pull that a transaction forward um chronologically so that you're capturing that conversion a month two months three months before that, that consumer would likely have responded through your existing marketing mix. And there can, there's value there too. Some brands don't care about it. They'd rather take you know, the transaction whenever it comes in. But a lot of other brands are working on growth. And the more um, return on their media spend that they get 
sooner, the more budget they have to put to work to repeat the cycle and grow faster. So all of those are, are um, you know, kind of uh, measurable um, um, uh, uh, deterministically, me you know, measurable, and um, and and depending on the advertiser and their goals, um, yep, we we yep, we get go knee deep or neck deep or eyebrows deep, and um, and we'll help um, we'll help yep share learnings that we've. Um, Acquired throughout, uh, yeah, throughout the the years to to help um, structure campaigns so that they achieve you know that specific goal. I think the question that everybody has from this is, how is pricing structured? I mean, I don't want to uh, pigeonhole you into like like time locking this this particular podcast, but how is pricing currently structured right now? Like, is it cost per postcard? How do you guys integrate? And then like, what's the what? size of revenue of business does it make sense to take on something like this because sometimes you know if you're making a thousand dollars a month it may not make sense for this but if you're making you know ten thousand or fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or a million dollars per month where does it start to make sense so maybe you can talk about the pricing structure and then talk about like okay this definitely makes sense for these sizes of brands so that we can kind of help people and guide them into like which path to go down sure it's direct mail the channel um I would say, it, and this is a very, this is a, a, a gross generality that uh, maybe applied differently to specific entrepreneurs or specific verticals. But typically, you want to start with the channels that are um, a little cheaper to to learn from when you're just getting started. So, a brand that that's you know doing thousands of dollars a month um, for sure, I would typically recommend. Stay with Facebook, stay with search, stay with branded search, um, you know, build your email list. And yet if you're at that level, you have so much, so much that you have to learn, right? What is your brand story? What is, you know, what offers or headlines or CTAs or driving engagement are, you know, you know is our product, you know, what is this, the, the typical customer segment that is resonating with our product, who are early adopters? How do we tell that story? And you know, just uh, the the tools uh, um, that that digital channels offer up um, currently, and there is a changing ecosystem, but currently they're available, and you can you know, you can learn much faster for for um, much smaller budgets. And so, you know, if, if yeah, anyone that I was you know angel investing in that was in the early stages of their growth trajectory, I would say start there. Like go through your your you know your testing and optimization. Make sure that you 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 have a couple channels that you know in acquisition, a couple channels in CRM that are scaling and that are um, you know repeatable and it's working. And 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 the only reason I say that is that the you know the per reach you know um, you know uh, cost of reaching someone through you know through mail or TV, you know, addressable TV is another one is much more expensive than reaching someone through Facebook. Um, certainly more expensive than reaching someone through email. And so what, during your early days of testing and optimizing and learning and finding successes, go where it's, it's less expensive, it's less painful, less risky. Um, with us, I mean, we're definitely, you know, the Ferrari uh, of the direct mail space. And, and we're really clear with, with our with prospect clients in sales cycle. If you're looking for you know, cheap and optimizing every 
fraction of a penny, you know, um, we're not the right solution. If you're looking for the solution that's going to give you the best results and help you scale and be in control, um, we're typically, we typically are the best solution. Um, uh, the client sizes that, that will typically jump on direct, uh, on Posty, you know, on the low end, we certainly, you know, have businesses that are doing a million dollars a month in, in revenue. Um, but that's, that's the low end. I mean, most the brands that we're working with are, yeah, the 25 million to several billion dollar, yeah, range. And so we're working with Fortune 100, but we're also working with kind of the who's who of notable digital natives and, um, kind of the fast movers. And that's just because the level of scale on a typical client will, yeah, will be spending hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars a year in the channel with us. And it's gotta, yeah, it's just gotta, it's gotta make sense, um, uh, for that brand. There are definitely ways to roll out direct mail, maybe not as sophisticatedly, but to get your feet wet with it um, on a specific use case or two that would maybe be, you know, you'd have to do it a bit manually. Um, but to, in the early days, that that's a fair way to get started as well. And then turn to a solution like Posty as you're ready to scale. Awesome. So the I think the last question that people have at this point is where can they get a hold of you? Where can they find out more? and it like just dive deeper into it i think your site gives a good example of that but is there any place else outside of the website that we can link there that will give people a good sense of what posty is and who this is for yeah so i did look the the website is is definitely a place that we're um working hardest to publish content and case studies and use cases so i would say that that's always the best place to start um if you spend a little time there you listen to the podcast and and this seems like you know, we're, we're, you know, um, upset and, and worth your time to explore. Um, then you can uh, request a, a demo right there on the site. It's posty.com, P-O-S-T-I-E.com. And, um, and our team will get, we'll get in touch and, um, you know, uh, take you through the kind of the whole, um, introduction to not just DM, but how Posty, you know, um, differentiates, um, expectations on what you, um, you know, will experience working with us and what's the you know, and, and we're really quite simply, um, you know, upfront about if we think it's, um, not a great fit or too early, uh, um, so, uh, we can help you figure that out as well. Awesome. Yeah. This is extremely helpful. And one of those ones where. Uh, we'll definitely be just kind of following up with like postcards and hopefully people that we send over to you just to kind of see like how this is affecting their overall business, that incremental lift that you talked about. But this is extremely helpful. And I hope that a lot of people are starting to think about other ways besides just digital to grow their businesses as cost improved. So this was extremely beneficial and I think insightful on our end. So we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Look, it, the job of marketer is really hard. It, it just is and, and um marketers are held accountable and they're beaten up by their executive teams and they're expected to be yeah sorcerers at, at some point and so you know any tool that can help um yeah a marketer uh, have a better shot at being in control and having the answers and having the data to support their decisions i think is is really important it's not going to get any easier to be a marketer and um be able to do a whole other session on, um, you know, the AI that's coming, you know, for us and, and, um, hopefully just making, um, our jobs easier. Um, but, um, yeah. but yeah, look, I'm, I'm 
a marketer by heart and by trade. And so, um, yeah, it's important to me to, to keep adding value to the ecosystem. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.